Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. And again, just relax. Anything else that's going on, let it just fall by the wayside. Just be reminded that whatever your circumstances are, they are crafted by God for you, for your benefit. This is not about trying to live up to expectations. This is learning to live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body here on this earth for this time period. We're going to kind of jump right in this time. Uh, We've been talking kind of bits and pieces about three uh, abilities that we all have that if we learn to do them, it can alter how we relate to God, to ourselves, and to others. Because what these um, three things do is it draws attention without our having to even be aware of it uh, to uh, the difference between our soul and ourself. And again, what's nice about it is it's sort of like if when you exercise, you don't have to be thinking about what's actually happening in your body. You just know that exercise strengthens certain parts of your body, that it's healthy for you and you enjoy the results. Of course, it's, you know, for most people, exercise is not thrilling or fun or entertaining, but we like the benefits of it. Well, it's the same type of thing with these three activities that we've been touching on over the past few, well, a couple months at least. <clears throat> and those are speaking in tongues, waiting on God, and fasting. And again, what this, what each one of these do is they are like exercise. They separate your soul so it's more available to God to do what he wants to do, to heal, to speak truth, without you even understanding, without you being aware, without you participating in as far as understanding. Very often it is our our mind we want to understand and control what we do, what God is doing in our lives, and these three things very much go around it. So these are each things that we all have the ability to do. There are things that some of us have it will come easier to or we're already doing it. But others, what we are looking to do is if you're doing some, I encourage you to do more. I encourage you to uh, be objective about it and make it part of your lifestyle because that's what we're in a sense, that's what we're here for, is to learn to live as a spirit being 
that has a soul that lives in a body here on this earth for this time. So let's talk about speaking in tongues. There's, you know, different, I'm sure, you know, there's, there's tons of conferences, there's books, there's all different kinds of resources and references, and whatever works is fine. If you already know how to are speak in tongues and are speaking in tongues, again, I would encourage you to increase whatever you're doing, but start with, again, just being objective. Like if you were starting an exercise, you wouldn't go to the gym and start deadlifting, you know, the heaviest weight. You'd start where you're comfortable. So start wherever it is that you're comfortable, you know, and and do it objectively. Again, with the exercise, you know, repetition and then increase is what builds those muscles. Same way with these three, with waiting and sitting and fasting. Repetition on a regular basis, making some kinds of lifestyle changes and choices will reap benefit. And sometimes those benefits don't seem to necessarily be connected to these habits. And that's really all they are because you are able to do all of these. Everyone is. Every whether whether you're you know whether you're a Christian or not, these are things that are part of your soul, part of the gift that God gave you. Yes, I'm saying that even non Christians can speak in tongues. Even non Christians have the ability to do miracles. Even non Christians have the gift of faith. They just don't call it that. But you and I, we understand that these were abilities that we have in our soul that the more they are connected to our spirit, the spirit flows through them and then they are activated. It's like a sponge, sponge that's been dried out. When you put it in a bowl of water, it soaks it right up and conforms to its original shape. Well, that's what these abilities will do is as you start using them, as you start speaking in tongues, as you start waiting on God, as you start fasting of any, of any kind, those abilities start soaking up the spirit and start resuming their original shape. And as they resume their original shape, they start to resume their original function. You know, we think about Jesus and him walking around. We see him entering the ministry, his ministry, when he was like 30 years old. That's how long it took him to be ready. He looked, I mean, we're talking the Son of God had to learn to be ready, had to, had to develop habits, had to learn how to represent God, how to be, how to be the Son of God took him 30 years to do that, 30 years for, for a ministry that was little, you know, three and a half years old, long. So you and I should not expect instant results. But God does like to encourage us. So as you start these, and we're going to go through each one of them a little bit, as you start 
working on these three objective habits, lifestyle changes, things that you want to to learn about and be, become comfortable with, because we don't want to be distracted. Let's say we don't want to be distracted by the tongues. We don't want to be distracted by the fasting. We don't want to be distracted by the waiting. We just want to see it as part of our normal existence. And we single out, now we've talked about all the different abilities that we have. Some people call them gifts, but they're really just abilities. God gifted them as part of your soul. Yes, they are a gift. They came with your soul, which is a gift. So they are gifts, but they're not individual gifts. We all have the same soul just we we all you know when we all, we each have a unique body but our body is the same your body and my body is the same except we're each unique likewise with the soul the 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 components of your soul we all have the same components but we're all unique in our soul and then there's the spirit and you're either live in your spirit spirit or you're dead and that's it So when we talk about the abilities in our soul, the reason we single out speaking in tongues is because of the power it has over the other abilities. This is just something I've seen through experience and and talking with other people. You know, I always reserve the right to change my mind. But from what I can tell because it involves something that we don't understand, it has the greatest impact on the rest of the abilities. And I always go back to, to Paul when he says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. I figure that's a good recommendation. I think that's a good reason to make it a high priority. So, for instance, let's say, you know, you were thinking about, we've talked about homework being learning about a particular ability that you have, that you're seeking to activate in your life. Let's say it's healing or uh, wisdom or prophecy, whatever it is. Being, let, Let's say, you know, let, changing water into wine. You know, that's a natural um, miracle that can happen, that you, you can do that right now. It's just you don't know how. All these things are things you can do, you just don't know how. So look at all these things that we already have the ability to, to, to do. Learning to speak in tongues more frequently and just then just doing that, what that does is it stirs up those other abilities So if you have an idea that, yes, I want to learn how to change water into wine or or raise the dead or have, you know, wisdom or uh, a a word of uh, encouragement, whatever it is, you know, healing, uh, raising, you know, doing miracles, whatever it is, and that's something that you've asked God, yes, this is what I want you to be learning how to do. Hopefully... Through the homework, you've set aside specific time to be learning how to do that on a regular basis. You know, you know, minimum three or four times a week. You know, minimum 20 minutes 
each time. That's not that much when it, when it all comes down to it. But you have to remember that you're not trying to do something that you're not already capable of doing. It's like, again, it's like exercise. You just have to start where you're at. Everybody can exercise. Everybody can walk around the block. Everybody can do push-ups. Now it may be, you know, a pathetic excuse for a push-up, but it is a push-up. In any kind of exercise that you lifting weights, you know, we everybody starts where we all start where we're at. That's fine. Then you build up and you 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 move towards a goal. Then you move towards another goal. Then, but in the process, your your body is responding to those exercises. Likewise, as we start working on active, you know, activating, using, stirring up the abilities that are already within us, they start to respond. We start to see the benefits of our homework. We start thinking in terms of, you know, let's say it's, you know, a a healing that, you know, you want to be able to heal something. And maybe God's even been more specific with you about for children, let's say. And as you're going through your day, as you're going through your week, you start thinking, okay, you know, if, again, you've spent four times, maybe even every day, thinking, okay, how would that work? What would that wor- look like? And as you go about your your normal day, you see a sick child, or you really have an impulse to pray for that child, that that child is in need that you can't even tell. This doesn't mean you have to act on it. In public, you can still get say within you because the boundary between you and that child is is air, you know. So there's no restriction. You know, laying out of hands is a whole other issue. We'll, we'll probably get to that some other time. But never lay your hands on somebody without their permission. That's kind of a, a no-brainer. That's true in the in the Christian church. That's something that's become kind of a uh, crossing a, a boundary, uh, I think that's, you know, not something that God really encourages us for us to lay, you know, um, intrude into another person's life that way. But what you can do is remember that there's only air between you and that person that might be in need. They don't have to hear you. They don't have to know what you're doing. You can simply acknowledge, you know, uh, I speak life to you. I speak healing to you. And you can do this all within you. If you're you're in the grocery store, just go a few feet away and speak it out loud, not facing them. It goes into the air, and if it's something that they need, God will redirect it and and give it fruit. It will bear fruit. Because, again, you don't even need to know the results. Because that child is going to be taken care of by God anyway, in whatever way he chooses. Our goal is to do our part, and it's to learn to stir up our abilities, learn how to use them, learn to live and move and have our being in him, spirit, soul, and body. So what I would encourage you to do is, is it, hopefully you've been doing these things. Now, before you do it, before you start thinking and sitting and going, okay, 
Lord, bring to my mind, for instance, bring to my mind someone that uh, you you want to bring healing, a physical healing to, and just let him bring somebody to your mind. Whatever, however you've been expressing your particular desire for an ability to be ability to be stirred up. I want you to speak in tongues before then. Doesn't even have to be right before then. But like if if you spend time, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday and Sunday, to do your, you know, uh, homework on stirring up the ability of healing. I want you to set aside specific time to speak in tongues regarding that ability. Doesn't have to be Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. It can be alternate days. But while you're doing it, I want you to think of healing. I want you to think of anybody that God has brought to your mind, to your memory. Make a connection there, however way you choose. So there's the combination of connecting the two abilities, but also that it's individual. Again, we go back to exercises, you know, uh, the push-ups or the pull-ups or lifting weights or running, you know, um, building up to a marathon. You start where you're at. Everybody starts at a different place. Everybody has different reactions to exercise, but then there's general parallels that we all share in exercise. Uh, Sore muscles, for instance, getting discouraged. If you're learning to run a marathon, you find out, okay, these running shoes aren't good. And then you find out other people use this kind, and you do your research. You just, it's all objective. This is nothing, there's no magic about it. It's not an emotional thing. Now, God may heal your emotions through this, but there's nothing spooky. There's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary that's going to happen. In your supernatural realm, in your solical realm, There are laws that govern your soul just as there are laws that govern your physical body. No matter what you do, no matter how much, how often you get, you know, stronger and lift weights, no matter what, how, if you try jumping off your roof and flapping your wings, you're not going to fly. There are limitations on what our body can do, and there are limitations on what our soul can do. Those are God-given limitations. So we're not letting, we're not stepping beyond the bounds of what God has created us to do and to be. And we're not talking about spirit. We're talking about soul. And body. So there are limits on the power and authority in your natural being, and there are limits in the power and authority in your soulical realm as well, in your soul. So again, we're not being presumptuous, we're not stepping beyond what God has purposed us to do and to be here in this time, in this earth zone we're living in right now. 
but connect those two. So through that process, by speaking in tongues, again, what that what that does is it separates. It's like if you were trying to break a a, a, um, a wood, you know, uh, kindle, make kindle, and you have an axe and you bring the axe down. It's got a sharp point, and it breaks that dry wood into different pieces. Well, that's what speaking in tongues does. It gives you the force to to split whatever it is entanglements there may be between your soul and yourself. And again, yourself is simply bad habits. It's not something that you need to repent for. It's not something that is a punishment. God knows the soul you have. God knows the wounds that need to be healed. He's been with you every single moment of your life here on this earth and before, whatever that was, and and he will be after, whatever that will be. So it's not like we're doing this on our own. No, we are following through, walking on the path that God has set for us, for you. You have a path, I have a path. But God has made the path, and he is drawing us on that path. So as we learn to speak in tongues, there's just something about speaking in tongues that separates our spirit, I mean our soul and our self. So, In the process of doing that, it makes it easier for us, for you and I, to accept the working of the other abilities that we have. So, so much of what we're learning to do, we know others can do it. We've seen other people do it. We've seen it, examples in the scriptures, we've seen examples in the history so we know how others do it we we can see how others have done it and we have talked in the past and we'll probably talk again in the future about other things we need to be prepared for as god as these these abilities are activated start to become more uh user friendly but for now just be thinking in terms of This is about your relationship with God. This is not something you are doing to accomplish something. But this is an expression of your purpose here on this earth, which is to become one. One in yourself, one in him. So now... Odds are he's going to put you in situations that are going to be uncomfortable. But it's not because he wants to draw attention to you or, or, you know, who knows, you know, again, it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. But it's because it's good for you. There's going to be something accomplished in you and for you because God is for you. Now, we've talked so often about 
God's nature. You know, what is God's nature? God is love. He shares that love. He gives it. He gives his love. So you and I, as we experience these supernatural abilities, part of that will be a desire will go along with that to share the results. When you become self-aware, when you become solical aware, when you become active in that ability to heal, for instance, you will want to heal because that is spirit nature. And you are a spirit. You're either dead in your spirit or you're alive in your spirit. If you've been born again, you're alive in your spirit and you already have the nature of God, which is love. Now, God's going to put you, you and I, in situations where we're going to make mistakes. That's fine. That's Most of the time, that's how we learn. So we don't get frustrated. We don't, you know, throw in the towel. We don't get so introspective about, oh, how did I miss this? You know, we don't look for blame. We just learn from it if we can and move along. So... And also, if anybody, if you have any questions, we're on the chat room. If you've got questions, feel free to uh, post them there. I'd be happy to try to answer them if they're part of our topic. But when we are learning these things, very often your beliefs are going to be challenged because our beliefs are what have have resulted from our soul, again, trying to control our environment, trying to control God, trying to control how we get our God-given needs met. And God is going to, in in a sense, make us all more vulnerable. I like to use the expression, thick-skinned, but tender-hearted. Now, here's, here's what's great. One of the things that's great is you, as you learn any of these things, as you start to practice any of these things, you will start to, and you're, and you're more vulnerable to trying things and therefore making more mistakes. What you will find yourself is, odds are, is you will be hurt. That's a good thing. Because part of our life here is to learn how to go to God for healing. How to relate to God as healer, as creator, as encourager, as lover, as Again, he meets all our needs. We wouldn't need him if we could meet our own needs. So very often, if there's an area in your life where you have a need, that's great. 
that's an area that God wants to meet your need. Or, again, it could be one of those areas where he's just trying to get our attention. We've talked before about those three areas, our finances, our health, and our relationships. That if something keeps coming up in one of those areas that you just can't get any any traction on, it's very possible. And this is where, you, again, we would go back to these three habits of waiting on God, fasting, and speaking in tongues, coming back to him about, you know, why do I have to keep going around this mountain? You know, anger issues that always get you fired from a job. Okay, that's that tells you something. God, God is trying to get your attention in an area. Maybe there's a healing. Maybe there's other issues that God wants to deal with you about. But you're, he's not going to let you get get out of not dealing with those issues. There's sometimes, you know, we'll we'll have something going on. There'll be phases. We'll have something going on in our lives, and then he'll let up, and we'll be able to live a few years, and then it'll crop back up. And then there's times when he, he doesn't give us any break, and he's not going to let us move any farther, move forward in any area until we deal with that that thing and it's because he loves us he is never ashamed of you he is never afraid of other people seeing the real you because your nature is spirit you're already one with him you've already gotten his approval he's already given you a a an a plus so we we now work because we have received life. We don't work to receive it. We'll be following up next week and talk more about waiting and fasting. And if you've got any questions about speaking in tongues, I think we talked a couple weeks ago about how to get them, how to stir up that particular ability, but we can talk about that as well. If you've got any questions, feel free to drop me a line at diane at org or through Blog Talk Radio. Or, again, if you've got any questions, you can always drop them in the chat room. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.